pretty quiet, actually. Hello, everybody. Woo! Woo! Rest in peace to Van Halen, the greatest of all time. We'll sip to that. We got a, a good old sippy sip tonight because we got oh, our special guest today. Oh, my goodness. Guys, I'm pumped. I'm in Billy's room. He's so kind. My past interviewee let me do a live stream in his room. I'm not in the usual setup. But we are going to have so much fun, you guys. I was playing some rock music. A little foreshadowing for today's guest. Um, very, very talented guy. And Drew Dirksen, we were really excited to have him on. I cannot wait to ask him some questions. He's one of the most interesting guys I know. I got the High Road merch on. Hope y'all are doing well. Welcome to Bobby For Real. I'm Bobby Lork, your host. I got a microphone today. It does absolutely nothing. But yeah, Drew's going to be hopping on pretty soon, you guys. But you know, I always like to open up a little bit. Uh, we've been having a good day today. I've been smashing a lot. Been smashing all day. I smashed with Capron. I smashed with Casey. Yeah, Super Smash Bros. So much fun. <laughs> the consoles these days are crazy. Like Nintendo Switch, you can put it on the dock or you can take it wherever you're going. Like I did not have that luxury as a kid. I was always just playing with my Wii. <laughs> but yeah, isn't that awkward when you had to like, I had the Wii and I could never be like, oh, what are you doing later? Oh, I can't hang out. I'm playing with my Wii. It's like, that's disgusting, bro. What happened with that? I feel like Nintendo was just trying to was just trying to make kids be able to say, like, how are you gonna give a Nintendo game that's made for middle schoolers and call it the Wii? That makes no sense. Or maybe that's exactly why they did it. We're getting deep in conspiracy theories. Today's guest, you guys, is the, one of the best looking guys I know. <laughs> but uh, I try to take notes from him because, like, I think I don't think I have an ugly face, you guys. I think I have a face that just like lets girls down. You know what I mean? Like, at first glance, like, they'll think I'm really hot. But once I can get a closer look, you know, they realize, oh, man, he just looks like the Gerber baby, like, 20 years later, you know? <laughs> this is crazy. But I've recognized this phenomenon. So I started to do this thing. I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen the movie Get Out, but there's this scene. It used to be the Get Out Challenge where the guy would run and then huck a right right before he ran into the guy. So that's why I started doing with girls because at first they think I'm attractive and then I can just turn away right before they realize that I'm fucking ugly. So here's what I would do. I'll just see a hot girl, but you know, at, at the club or at a party or something. And I'll just, you see that? You guys totally thought I was attractive for a couple seconds. Isn't that nuts? Oh my gosh. The get out technique. Perfect for an ugly face. Ah, who do you guys think is more honest? We know Abraham Lincoln's the most honest man who ever lived, right? Who do you think is more honest than him? Pinocchio's nose or Shakira's hips? Because Shakira's hips don't lie, baby. They don't lie. I don't know. It's, a, it, it's like the, the biggest paradox there ever was. Let's see if Drew's in here. Nick Moore is in here. Wow, the high road guy. Maybe we should pop in Nick really quick before we get Drew. Little little special feature Nick. And then we'll just kick him out when Drew gets in here. I think we should. I think that'd be very interesting. Nick, I'm going to add you to this, bro. Guys, wait, wait. you guys didn't even know we have a double feature. Because the beginning, I knew I wanted to have a long conversation with Drew. But he's actually making a song right now. That's why I was playing that rock song. And who knows if he'll give us like a sneak peek or something. But I'll try. And... No! My man, Bobby, what up? What's up, Nick? How you doing? What up, bro? Tuning into your live stream, didn't expect to be on. Dude, I uh, saw you in there. I got the high road march on. It was just, it Let's was go. Let's go. I, I just like the intro, bro. I was, I was playing some jokes right there. That was funny as hell. Yeah, my man. <laughs> Turn it away so they don't know you're, you're not attractive, bro. You are attractive, Bobby. Come on. Oh, dude. Thank you, bro. We're coming from one of the best. Dude, if you guys haven't seen Nick's Instagram, <laughs> guys, Nick. Nick's looking like an Abercrombie bitch model over here, bro. It is a staff. Stop. Dude, that is so funny. What, what have you been up to today, bro? Nothing much, bro. I just watched the Chargers lose in the last second of the game again for the second straight week in a row. And now What happened? It was an incomplete pass. They were on the five-yard line, threw the ball in the end zone, and they called a touchdown and then pulled it back and said it was incomplete. And so... No way. Another loss. Yeah. 
Well, you know, dude, Dallas. Got to again. But I mean, they played against the Steelers. Yeah. I didn't expect them to get a win. Oh, dude, that's interesting because uh, we wanted to like basically test each other doing a football channel, right? Yeah. Bro, yeah, tell me about, about, about that. Like, Bullock had a big love for football, right? I've always had a big love for all sports, but uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to like mix that in with with content. I'm not sure if I want to start a new channel or put it on my own channel, but I definitely want to like get the like football full football games online and just post them and like commentate and everything. I feel like that'd be amazing, and you'd be a good commentator too. Maybe you can you can help me out with that. Dude, I got the mic ready, bro. I'm ready to go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's so cool. Like you played football in high school, right? Yeah. What'd you play? Oh, dude, you're glitching out. What's up? What'd you play football? I played quarterback, but I played, like, since I was, like, kind of too short to see over the line in high school, I didn't hit a growth spurt <laughs> until, like, late. I uh, I, I kind of, yeah. like, just ran the ball, like, direct snap and, and ran it a lot versus throwing. But Oh, dude, like some wildcat offense and stuff? Wildcat offense, yeah, exactly. Dude, that's crazy. Bro, I would love to see you football channel. It'd be yes, so sir. interesting, too, like, to, like, to, like, break it down and complicate everything. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That'd be awesome. Bro, what, what kind of questions can I ask you, bro? Ask him uh ask him what his hair routine is in the morning. Ask him exactly what he does. <laughs> okay. Because I need I need uh, to learn. <laughs> I need to learn a thing or two. Okay, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him right now. I think he's on. Bro, thank you for joining the stream, man. This is un- Morris, unprecedented. Morris, bro, have fun with you. Uh-oh, Someone you said Nick the hot ass QB and I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Okay, dude, right, I'll do it. Have a good one, man. Bro, you guys did not expect me to just pull Nick Mora like that, bro? Like, I got the connects. Connections. Can't feel skin. Connections. Bro, I got the connects. Who knows if Drew's even on here, bro? Like, what is going on, dude? Nick, cheers to you, bro. Just the box. Yo, what's up, Drew? Dude, you see me coming right here? Yeah. Oh, bro, nice. Usually, I just have people go on their live. Dude. Cheers, bro. Cheers, Cheers, chair. Mm-hmm. I just spilled. Wait, so usually it's not like this? No, just go up on your phone. Oh, so go on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm going. <laughs> that makes sense. See, I got to see Dick. They're Drew right before he came. I had Dick on for a little bit. All right. So Drew straight up just wanted to join me in the room, but it's it, it'll be better to face-to-face. We got the cheers, though, so it was so... We're so like immaculate. Woo! You guys, I'm so pumped. Drew's getting on right now. I got a lot of good questions for Drew. Drew is a really interesting guy. So Drew is a YouTuber, a musician, like comedian, you could say. Like, he's really funny. And he's just like been blowing up TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Drew's in here. Let's just get him in. He doesn't need any more introduction. The best looking guy in the house. By a long shot, we got Drew Dirksen. Put your hands together, people. He was just in here, but now he's logging on, and we're ready to go. Oh, he got the lights on. Let's go. Oh, man, look at this guy. What's up, Bob? Time, bro. Yo, cheers. All right, everybody else, take a drink for us. Dude, what's happening, bro? Are you making a song right now? Bro, yeah, I literally just made a song. Bro, like, you guys didn't know that Drew literally made a song yesterday, too, like three hours. And it was legit, like crazy, yeah. bro. Like how like, Casey said that sometimes you like are with her and you'll just pull over because like you you have a song in your head and you just like gotta like put it down on paper. There's been so many times when we were like driving, and I'll just stop wherever the fuck we are and I'll just start putting down like words. No way. Yeah, because like when yeah, that stuff crazy. hits has you, it, it just has hits it been like you. that your whole life? Because I know like obviously you have a musical gift, but like has it just been like? You just have, like, something in your soul, like, just a feeling that you have, you have, like, put it into, like, music? Yeah, it's it, – I can't read music or anything like that. It's just, like, when I feel it and I can only play by ear. So it can literally – dude, it's literally been times when it's, like, you pass a car and you hear something playing in their car and you're, like, I love that beat or I love that sound. And then I, like, uh, will take that sound and I'm, like, okay, I'm going to find that and make that into a song. That's so that's where you gather the inspiration? What? That's where you gather, like, inspiration? 
Yeah, from all over the place. It can be like you playing a Katy Perry song in the distance. <laughs> like that rhythm or that upbeat feeling I could hear and then yeah. be like, I want like a song like that. So I'm gonna write a song like that. Dude, that's crazy. And like music was like your first love, correct? Before My I first love, yeah. Wow, dude. It's so cool. Like Drew and I and Nick and Billy, we made like a rap song. It'll probably never be released, you guys. It was a late <laughs> rap song. But uh like seeing like just seeing you in your element dude like because you know everybody has like their thing that makes them who they are like obviously like i had football like gabriel and Corey have scooters but like when i saw you like making the song and putting things together and like people were going in on their verses you're, like you got this bro like it's just like that intrinsic thing that you already Hell have yeah. on box bro like you just see like that's like that's like your 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 place dude it was so cool to see that how did you get into music you just always loved it since you were little so when i was in gymnastics when I was younger, my grandma used to play piano and I would practice my gymnastics routines. Huh. And you I was like, I don't know. Yeah, she played piano. Like, and I was just like, I'm obsessed with it. Like, I want to learn how to play piano. Like, I, I thought that was so cool. And so she, we started to like do these books and stuff. And like, I couldn't, couldn't fucking read it. Like, I couldn't, I can't comprehend it. Like, it doesn't, like, my hands don't match up. But then, she, she started playing stuff and then I would start playing it back. And she's like, that's way more advanced than anything that you like, I could teach you. Like, let's go with this. So then I like, it was me and my grandma's very big bond was falling in love with music. We like played piano together for years. And then I was like, I want to learn guitar. And I tried taking guitar lessons and again, couldn't read the music. I had to read tabs, which is like counting in numbers and like on it's, it's a whole different way. But I started playing by ear for everything. And ever since being like with, Probably for my grandma is the reason I even do music. And Dude. so, like, that's some Beethoven shit, bro. Just like hopping off. That's some full ass Beethoven shit, bro. bro. That's nuts. How hard is it to transition from once? Like, did you master the piano first, or you just started like dabbling in other instruments, like right off the bat? Piano was the first one, and then it went into guitar. Then I started a band with my friends, and I taught them all the instruments. Mm. And um, you taught them all. Yeah, I taught all of them. And then, you know, like, like, I need to start a band, but I don't know anyone else who play an instrument, so I'm just gonna teach everybody how to play. Yeah, I was just like, these are my best friends. Like, I'm gonna teach what? them. And then we we did it all through high school. And then I went into marching band because I watched the movie Drumline, and I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. I want to play the snare drum, and I became the youngest like person in our school to ever play snare drum. Cause I was so short, dude. It's like if this is everyone else. I was like down here, on like they had to make a special harness so that it, I could support the drum. Bro, that's crazy. But you were just going off on those by the time you Oh, dude, I was like, I was going fucking off. Like, it's so fun. Dude, you got to get a snare, like, performance one of your vlogs soon, dude. You think you'd be a little rusty? You could, like, just get it right back up. I can move it back out right now. It would probably take me two tries, but I've been trying for a long time for a vlog to go back to my high school and uh, play in the marching band and walk through the halls one time, like, with all of them, like, as an alumni. And it'd be, I feel like it'd be so fun. That would be so sick. So wait, when you tell your friends how to play, do they get pretty good? Yeah, so literally how we talked was in numbers. So instead of being like, this is a B or this is a C minor, blah, 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 I'd be like, zero, five, nine. And that meant open on the top string, bar chording the fifth fret, and then bar chording the ninth. Whoa. But to simple, to make it simple, I'd be like, yo, we're, okay, so this song, the, the chords is a zero, five, nine, five. So you start on zero, go to five, go to nine, go back to five. And we knew that like the counts and everything. Is that how they, tra is that how you're supposed to like train people how to play? Or you just thought of that on your no, own? No, you're, you're supposed to be a go. It's like a B flat or C. Like you learn all the chords, you learn like all that's the notes. A hard system to like. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, I can't do that. So I'm going to give you some numbers of some Bro, friends. that's actually crazy. That's insane. Oh yeah. And then you guys started a band and that's the band that like, like kind of like blew you up at first, right? Yeah, so that band that I made in high school with what all my friends, called? it was called uh, All the Above. And literally the drummer became a drummer because I saw that he was amazing at rock band. No way. So that's how he learned the drums. And I was like, that's so cool. So we started that band and that blew us up to a certain degree. And then that's when I got offered to be in the Tide. And then me and Nate went on to travel the world and everything in a band called the Tide. That's crazy. What's it like traveling the world in a band, dude? Like, Bro, part of it is like fun. Part of it's like, it, so this is the thing. Part of it is amazing and incredible. And part of it is absolutely miserable because one, you're stuck with all these people all the time. So eventually like you're going to butt heads. And then 
you get so lonely. Like you're with people, you have thousands of people that just like love you and like show up at your hotel and like you feel the love, but it's like, it's like a distant type of love. It's not the type of love where you're like cuddling with your girlfriend at like 3 a.m. watching movies. There's, there's a different feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but it's like, if you, it's amazing to finally meet everybody that you see online who's like supporting you, but at the same time that you can feel so lonely, like because you just, like you feel like you have no one because wow. everyone's kind of stuck in their own world and um, like you, you're just alone. You don't have family out there. You don't have friends. If you have a girlfriend, they're at home. Like it's, it can get, it's a it's a perfect mixture of like going on stage though is the best feeling in the entire world. You could, there's no drug you could take. There's no anything you could drink that could make you feel what it feels like to be in front of people. Like the first time we walked out, our first show ever in the time we walked out in front of eleven thousand people. What? And it looked like a fucking sea of stars. I'll never forget it. And I thought it was so funny because I'm like telling so many fucking random stories. In, in no, this dude, home. this is what this is for, bro. <laughs> dude, like, God, keep it going, but, bro. This is so interesting. Right before the show, um, me and the lead singer, Austin, were like, how fucking shitty would it be if you broke a string on the first gig? And we joked about it all day. And the second I walked out there and I hit my first note, I broke a string. And I was like, fuck. And so Davey, like our tour manager, ran over and we yeah, swapped out the talk. Yeah, how do you recover from that? What? Like, how do you recover from that? It was luckily just one string at the bottom. So I just kept playing as if it worked. Wow. And, and you know, you start, you, start, you start to know the like guitar after a while. So you know, like, okay, if I can't use that string, I'm going to use like another string for this. Dude, so like, cause I um on like a much smaller scale, dude. Like even when I was doing stand up, it was like so much fun just to walk out to like fifty people and like just yeah like, that adrenaline. But dude, eleven thousand people. Like, it's weird. And also, like when you did moment, stand up, like, are you just like, you just go like numb, or are you just like holy shit? You go yeah, you kind of go numb. It's like, and it feels like it's not real. Like I toured the world for like four years or whatever, and it feels like I never even did it. It feels like a whole another lifetime. Like when you. You'll probably know this too. It's like you'll go on stage, you'll be in the moment, and you'll come off like it never even happened. Yeah. I feel and like you'll be the most nervous before, like leading up to. I used to not be able to eat or anything. I'd get so ner like nervous, and um, uh, none of us could eat before shows. We'd all be like so like like nervous, and then you go on, and then once you come off, it's like that relief, that like adrenaline release, wow. and you're just like, I want to eat everything in sight. Like I'm hyped, like how that was. Dude, that's so cool. What's like the what's the coolest show you ever performed at? Would you say was it the first one? There, there's like different shows for different reasons. Like, and like, I have like three really big shows that I love. When I was in my old old band, all the above, we got the opportunity to play in Nashville, and like that was like you know from watching it build from teaching my friends to playing in front of 800 people which yeah. isn't that big, but it's still humongous. Like we lost our minds. Like we got, and then we, and like we created that and that was us. And then that was so big for us. And then when we played, we played in London at the O2 arena, it was like 20,000 people. Oh dude, that and, and my parents came, like our, all, all the moms came, Casey came, my mom came, uh, the drummers, like everyone's mom came and our moms were just crying in like the pit, which is right in front of us. And like, we always had this song called the rest of us um and it was like this song where i told everybody to put their lights up in the air and when they did it it literally looked like you were in the galaxy and like it's the most surreal thing you can ever watch and we all just like lost it after the show we just cried like babies dude that's like, nuts i always like wondered that like because i've always like put up the phone light in the crowd but i'm like i wonder what it looks like for the performers the first time it happened i was like that's what that looks like. <laughs> like when everyone, because you always think like when you put it up, like what does it look like to them? Wow, that's crazy. And like, it looks like literally like, well here, like on my desktop, I have a picture of like what we see. Let me see this, bro. It looks, there's a bunch of shit on here, but it looks like that. Like, oh. So you look sure. in and it, you have like the two like big light. The only thing that sucks is those big lights that are there. Like it almost blinds you. You can only see like two or three rows. But yeah. once they, because so when we're performing, you're in front of twenty thousand people, but you only see like four rows of people. So you don't oh, see wow. all that. But then bringing out the lights is the only time you get to see how many people are there. 
Oh, yeah. Well, you can and can't. So you have these things called in-ear monitors and there's molds that go in your ear. So when they're in, it's completely quiet. They could, people, you could have 20,000 people yelling at you and it'll sound like, like so faint. You can be, and it's, it's for musicians, but a lot of people take one ear out so that they can like hear the crowd and Gosh. hear the mix. Wow, dude. Which is so bad for you. So many people go deaf because of it. Really? Like, that's yeah. Gosh. Bro, like, I feel like there's a few amount of people that will ever be able to experience, like, something like that in their lives. That's so nuts. Yeah. We have, like, we have both kind of things, like, I wish I could have experienced, like, you, like, we're, like, a, like, you're a football star, right? You were, like, kind of, like, the one of the stars of like, your football team, like, in high school? I, yeah, high school, yeah, college, toward the end, I was trying to get pretty good, yeah. And yeah, it, it, and, like, like, I never got to go to, I had, like, one homecoming. I never got to go to prom because of the band. Um, I was very unpopular in school, too. I was in, like, marching band and everything. So I feel like now, like, it feels so good to know that shit never mattered because I feel like so many people, like, are in high school and stuff. And it's, like, the worst shit in the world to feel like you're not, like, wanted by anybody or to feel like you're bullied or, like, but, like, the second you leave that, yeah, it's just, like, you like you would never think twice about back in high school. I think that's so cool that like, like it is what it is now. Yeah, that is crazy. The coolest thing about my high school is that like it was, it was weird how maybe it was just a faculty or something, but it was weird how like tight knit family it was because like there wasn't like much bullying or like and, and even like the jocks and like the cool kids or everyone like intermingled so much and just like vibed super well. So it was just like such a positive thing. And like I oh. was like an athlete just because I mean from my own family like kind of. Uh, was like an athletic family. My dad really loved football, so it was like a way to, you know, please him and whatnot. Uh, but like, I was always like a goober, dude. Like, I shouldn't have been playing sports. So like, I was like related so much to like all the other kids, like the like like the nerds or whatever. Like, I always played video games. Like, I wanted to crack jokes. I wanted to like dance. Like, I was never too cool for school. So it was like interesting to have that balance of not being like, oh yeah, I'm the shit. But there's okay, definitely dude. dudes like that. But yeah, it, it, it is pretty cool when you. When you have like a big play and like in front of like a big crowd and like a sports moment, I've, I literally always wonder what that feels like because it's yeah. like I never I never did sports really until we we came to the like until I met the Funk Bros. Like wow. I never did like football, basketball, or like kick. Like I was just, like I did soccer when I was younger, but besides that, like I never played like real sports. And yeah. it's cool to like actually play those now. It's like so stupid to say, but it's, like I never did that like growing up. It was like well, you're pretty athletic, but a gymnastics I'm sure helped a lot with that. Yeah, the biggest thing it helps with is, like, knowing how to fall or, like, get out of situations or be flexible somewhere or, like. And it's a lot of confidence, dude. Like, you have good confidence in yourself as well. Bro, so do you. Dude, you got to. Bro, I envy when we go places and you just dance. It's, like, the, it's like the most inspiring shit. It's so stupid. Wow. But, like, when we go to, like, weddings or parties or anything and you're just, like, out there just, like just raging i was like i just jerked off two things but like when you're out there just like raging bro it's like it's like let's go like that's like, like last night thing. bro you guys last night like drew me and Corey, casey uh billy and chelsea so we live near this wedding event thing and every night they're turning up right like literally every night there's music like popping off so we decided to hop <laughs> I don't know if I should even say this. He said to hop the fence. He literally <laughs> crashed the wedding last night, so we could go turn up. Bro, literally, we went on, like, a two-hour, like, adventure of, like, going through the woods to, like, see if we could sneak in to, like, see what it was. It is so crazy. Bro, that like, that, like, I love that. Spontaneous adventures like that are so amazing. Literally, and, like, we went to the rocks today, and we took you to, like, to the peak. It's, like, yeah, I love that stuff. There's, no, there's just a no limit to the types of things you can do. So, wait. Walk me through the transition from the music to YouTube because, bro, it's like, bro, you're you're gonna love this like, story. You're like, got like the Midas touch, bro. Whatever you're touching, just like hitting gold, dude. Bro, yeah, I'm gonna tell you the story. Any any of the fans in the chat right now, listen to the story because some of you guys are fans, but that can go so much further into like, say you like are fans of us and meeting us and being friends with us in real life. This is like, uh, trust me with this. So, yeah. I was in a band and I would I'd be on the tour bus and I would start to watch YouTube videos. I'd watch Jake Paul, I'd watch Logan, and I'd watch David Dobrik, and I'd watch the Funk Bros, right? And I was like, the Funk Bros did the craziest shit. Like, they fucking put a ramp at the bottom of the pond, and they and they jumped in, or, like, they were hanging out with Jake Paul, or they were, like, doing all this cool stuff, and I used to watch them. And then um, the band ended, and because of, like, label and stuff like that, they were, like, 
you know, this isn't working anymore. So the band ended and I was like, what the fuck am I going to do next? And um, I was like, I want to be like a social media influencer. Like, I feel like there's so, like there's money in that. And like, I love to create things. Like, that's my biggest thing. I love, like, I'm, I'm just going to create videos. And um, when I joined music, Musical.ly at the time, they invited me to be in a program where they were pretty much like, yo, if you can get 100,000 followers and X amount of time with our guidance, we're going to give you a free pass and fly you out to go to VidCon. Whoa. And I was just like, let's go. So my dad helped me every single day, like make TikToks yeah. and that we bonded over this and he would, he would come up with the craziest ideas and we would film these TikToks. Right. And I finally hit a hundred thousand uh, followers, like probably a week or two before the deadline was. And so they invited me out to VidCon. And um, when I was at VidCon, I had already been watching, like, like I said, Jake, Logan, Dobrik and Funk Bros. And I ran into Corey. We snuck into like one of the rooms where like the, mm -hmm. like the big people were. I, I managed to sneak in with Billy. And um, that's how me and Billy met, by the way. It was all through like the Musical.ly stuff. But I, I snuck in with Billy into this room and I saw Corey and I was like, bro, that's fucking like Corey Funk. Like I watch them all the time. I'm such a fangirl of anybody. Like David Logan. Like if I ever meet them, I'm like such a fan. Like, and um, I saw Corey and I was like, Billy, I can't talk to him. You go up and start, start the conversation. So Billy starts a conversation with Corey and he's just like, hey man, like what's up? And I start talking to Corey. And the only thing I can think is like, what would grab my attention if I was him? So I look at Corey and I'm like, send a backlip right now in the middle of all these people. And he was just like, whoa, no, no, I don't know. And so I send it first. And then he sends it after. And then he was like, bro, that was so sick. And he made like high fives. And he was like, here, get my number. Like, let's do something sometime. Okay. And then I was like, oh, that was so cool. Then we go to Studio 71, which is the biggest party at the end of VidCon. It's where the biggest creators go, right? No and who I see sitting by themselves, because everyone's like drinking, people are outside smoking. Like, everyone's doing like all their own thing, people are partying. And all of a sudden, I see Corey in the corner just drinking a soda, like a Sprite. And I walk up to him like, what are you doing? And then we we spent like the entire night together from like 9 p.m. to like 3 a.m. Uh, like we were like airdropping shit to random people. We were doing backflips. We were running through the streets. We went to a Denny's and like just ran all like we were doing the like crazy stuff. Like stuff you would do right now, basically. Yeah. And then Corey was like, bro, you're like family. Like come over sometime. Wow. And then um, I was like, yo, this is so cool. So I had Musical.ly, that was my biggest thing. And it was about to turn into TikTok. And they were telling us that like Musical.ly's about to turn into TikTok. And um, Corey invited me and Billy out for like a week. We went out for like two weeks. And then we went back. We had the biggest blast in the entire world. I was like, this is, I remember like when I got the text from Corey, like, yo, come, when he was like, come to the house, I called Billy and I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever experienced. And then Billy's like, Billy has no idea who the fuck these guys are. Like, and that's why I always had to ask. And I was just like, having a blast and we came out like two or three times had the best times and then um we are focusing mainly on tiktok and like that was our biggest platform i was growing billy was at a million i was at like a million and um then we went on this big cruise ship and uh that we got like a brand deal with and um when i was out on this brand deal uh they went to ohio and moved all my stuff into the house wow. and I, I had no idea at this at this point in my mind too we were just like really good friends we weren't like family friends yet you know what i mean like and so i came back and capron was like yo i need to talk to you like about like something serious and i was like fuck like yeah it's, this is good. i'm so scared because i didn't know what capron was gonna say and we walk upstairs and he's like welcome home and my whole room was there from ohio and like it was it was the craziest thing I've ever experienced in my life. And then I watched the boys do YouTube for so long, and I was like, I want to start a YouTube channel. And I was inspired by like, the Funk Bros, David Dobrik, Logan. And I was like, I want to do this. And now I slowly watched my life. Like, everything fell into place because, bro, God's got this plan where he's just like, things will fall in place for you when it is meant and when it is right. And that's exactly what I needed in the time because I went from that band and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have a college degree. I, I didn't go to college because I was, I was towards the world. And I was like, I want to be a rock star. And then that ends. And then you're like, what's next? And I was determined to like do something with my life. And I went from the band and that's slowly transitioning that whole story over to me doing social media for a living. You start getting brand deals. You make money on YouTube. Like you like are able to sustain the life that like you know to do this and 
I fell in love with YouTube and creating these stories and like these uh, like crazy versions of your life creating like everyone's commenting high road I remember the first day that me and you're wearing a high road sweatshirt. Yeah. like I remember the first day that me and Nick created high road yeah and, dude I've never I don't know the origins bro can you tell me the origins of high road like the start of it yeah bro like so me and Nick what do you say when you drop a doobie on the pavement high road dude <laughs> <laughs> so high road hey, started origins, bro because like it's it's pretty sick in the handshake like Bro, it's, it's literally like, like it's so like, like tell me the backstory yeah high roads means so much because it's like it's it, it wasn't ever in the vlogs and like it was me and nick created it because we were both going through very rough times and we kept telling each other like remind each other take it like the, like just like keep your chin up you know what i mean like yo you got this mm -hmm. and we had this phase where we kept walking up to each other and saying like stupid things like like Carnival, and he would say another name back, like Festive, and we would just say dumb things back and forth, right? Just like make funny jokes at each other. Like we yeah. just make different names of every time we saw each other. We'd be like Freddy, and he'd be like Castle, and just like dumb names, right? And then one night we were both going to, like through some a really tough time, and I was like, "Boy, just take the fuck. Like we need to take the high road and just like be men and like." live our lives and then he was we've been doing that for a long time so he was like hi or i was like hi and he was like road and i was like yo that's funny like that's funny that you said that because it's like the word connects and then we kept doing it like for like two months of like um like just these this inside joke and then i was like yo let's put this in the vlogs like let's like i think this is such a big message, like more than a joke. So let's put it in the vlogs. And we started doing it and High Road developed into this fucking massive brand now. It's more than, it's like, there's an amazing meaning. There is like, it means so much to me because like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not in it for the money. I'm not in it for any of that. It's like that message that you get and that you can bomb with somebody. So you and your best friend are like, bro, it can be from literally like, bro, that chick that I've always been wanting to like get her number. She gave me her number. Hi, road. Or it can be like, literally like, yo, the girl of my dreams just dumped me. And it's just like, hey, don't worry, bro. Fucking high. Yeah. And it's like, bro, it's like that passion. And that's what's so good about it. And it, it yeah. started from like an inside joke and we brought it into the vlogs. And it's, it's like literally the message and like the branding of like my vlogs. Like, I love it. I, I'm like obsessed with like the meaning behind it. But that's like a little bit of backstory of how it created. Like, anytime, you, anytime you hit me with the high, bro, I'm like, Yes, I get to do it with you. <laughs> Bro, so I, I did it I did it for so long and I was like, when's the first day that someone's gonna walk up and do it to me? And I remember being in Los Angeles, like uh, up in Santa Monica, and this little kid was just staring at me like with his dad and he finally got the guts to walk over to me when uh, and he walked up to me and he was just like, Hi. And I didn't think wow. about it for a second, I was just like wait no way and I freaked out and wow. I like I had Gunner uh, grab my vlog camera, I put him in the vlog and it was like Dude. the coolest thing to see that what see an something. icebreaker dude what an icebreaker it is bro it's like imagine something that like you like because when you're when you're doing stuff in the vlog it feels like it's your own world mm. but the second like somebody like a fan or like an outsider comes yeah. in and brings something from that vlog to real life like you in person it feels so like empowering like you're like yo this is impacting people are living their life by this like it, it's mm. so cool where where do the where do the similarities come from um what you're doing with music to where you're going to YouTube, like those like certain feelings. And like you were saying, like, do you ever have that, like that blast of attention from social media, like the fans and stuff, but like you could feel lonely in an aspect or is it like completely different where you can more be self self-expressive within like YouTube rather than when you were just in a band. Had to yeah. I mean, everything in the band like was watched by 10 people, you know, 10, 20 people. Like you couldn't say certain things. You couldn't do certain things on social media. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Like, you have a voice and like, it's you, you know, it's like your personality. And I think I'm also like, yes, yeah, so it's just like, I think that's the biggest thing is like it, with social media, like you get to be you, you know, no one can say like, Hey, you can't do this. Yeah. Like, and that's why I love it so much. And I think it's so incredible. Oh, that's so crazy. Dude, what's the, uh, who's the craziest person you've ever met to you? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you the story before I tell you who the person was. So I, um, yeah, yeah. we were in a big recording session. I met a lot. I guess I met different people in different. This one was the one that shook me the most. We were in a recording session with this guy, and this girl walks in with like three security guards, and she walks up, 
because I was just on a hoverboard, like riding around. And she walked up, she gave me a hug, like, hey, how are you doing? And then like kind of shook everyone's hand and hugged like the other two guys and walked off. And I was, and like 20 minutes later, I was like, who's that chick that like walked, that walked in? Cause she looked so familiar. And then the guy was like, oh, that's Lady Gaga. She's in here doing like vocals. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, that's so crazy. And then like, uh, we performed a concert with like, um, what the fuck's this chick's name? Um, she sings, she has a song with Ariana Grande. She, uh, which song? I love my. She sings Black Widow, baby. Oh, uh, is it Iggy Azalea? Is it Azalea? We played a show in Iggy Azalea headline. No way. Like, yeah, bro. Like we played like a lot of big things. Like we uh, we were on Nickelodeon and like I remember I was doing like shots with the dude. Who, like I was like there was a show called The Thundermans, and it, you ever watch it? No, I've never heard of it. it. So there's a show called The Thundermans, and it was a very big show like on uh, Nickelodeon. And I remember just being like, "Yo, you look so familiar." And he's like, "Yeah, man, like." I've been in like 12, like whatever, how many seasons of this, this Disney show, like Disney or Nickelodeon show. And I was like, that's cool. And then we took shots. Dude, that's insane. Bro, Billy was telling me a funny story about you guys in some like really important meeting. And like, you guys are just like, like just still mess around, bro. Like, bro, what, about so, you two is like, dude, you're so versatile. Like you have, you're super good music. Like you have a storytelling is so amazing like you're a cool guy but your humor bro is like unrivaled there's like comedian like it's like fun to watch he's like you're fun for like, just like it is with billy like you're fun to be around because he's always cracking jokes and stuff dude like, hell yeah man that literally means so much to me because like i feel like all my life like growing up like i always watched the funny people and i was like yo i would give anything in the world to be like funny <laughs> like to say something funny and someone like laugh because it was just like I never really got that growing up. Like I was more yeah. like, I was la always laughing at something. I was like, that's why I like the vlog so much is I get to create these jokes and create these scenarios. And like, I, I love it so much. But, but like, I mean, I'm sure the fans, um, if anyone watches this, will will know them, but me, so the important thing you're talking about was a Hot Wheels meeting. Yeah, but, tell, tell them about that. So first, the, so me and Billy do a bunch of dumb stuff. We have like this, if you watch like the mob episode, you'll you, like the most recent one, you'll know about like this voice that we do me and billy have like this language that we pretty much built where it's like like we start to say stuff and it and it withers off to nothing but like we were in a middle of a hot uh, hot wheels meeting with mattel who's the biggest toy brand in the entire world and me and billy are literally sitting in front of each other like with like a like a folder and we're like like just looking at each other doing this and we did it back and forth for like three minutes and then the head of mattel was like yo can we get started on this meeting and I, we, we lost it and then there was like one other night we went and uh hung out with like the band why don't we and me and billy ended up like running on their roof and stuff like that and wow. like I, it was like we were just doing that noise all night and they were like yo shh, be quiet the neighbors might hear us and me and billy are running around like <laughs> it did it's like so funny it's so fun. You got always stay true to who you are, bro, no matter who's there. It's like it's so badass. It's just so like, Bro, that's literally the one thing that like it like it taught me because like the band is like I always refer the band to this the band to this, but it's like when if you make it to the top or anywhere near the top, like we made it kind of towards the top in the band and I did it alone. And it was the loneliest shit in the entire world and like you you fake things, you act like someone you're not. We're like now second time around like trying to make it to the top in something like social media i'm like you know like i'm gonna stay true to who i am and go with friends like share your accomplishments you know don't be selfish like if tomorrow like someone was like yo i'll give away 100 lamborghinis to you drew i'd be like that's great i would give one like 10 to you i give 10 to Corey. like it'd be like it's so much fun to experience that with your friends rather than just taking them all for yourself and it's like is that something you feel like you've been able to develop through YouTube that you could never find in, in music and yeah. being a fan? Wow. And I think what's cool too is like being able to build people on YouTube because like, like Chelsea is my, like my manager. Like mm -hmm. she was never like an influencer. Like a lot of these people were like that we bring in the vlogs were never like trying to even be social media people. And then it's like you have that ability by like putting them in the videos that like people start to know their name and then like it starts to give a new path for them that they yeah, never thought they'd have and it's a the social media path is like such a crazy one because it's like it's not dude. you're your own boss like you get to do whatever you want so the second you start giving people like that opportunity and seeing something yeah. like that's possible it's like it's the best thing and you never know like when it's going to be your time to shine like 
Exactly. One of the big moments for me was when Drage was filming that vlog and people were doing jokes. And I had, I had just been like, I had never talked to really anyone. Like I was cool, like cool with everyone, but like mm-hmm. I had been talking to Gunner like just two days ago. I was like, oh, I do stand up sometimes. And then he was like, they were doing the water in the mouth thing like bit. And then he was like, Bobby, just show some jokes. And I was like, oh shoot. And like you had the vlog up and it was just like time to like do or die, bro. And I just said some jokes and like was a good part of the video. And like I got like, so a bunch of followers from that dude. It's just like you gotta just capitalize on like what you love and like when when you're in the moment. Yeah, bro, like literally like just be like, I feel like that's the biggest thing. Just be genuine. Like there's no fucking room in this industry to be a fucking dick. Like no. just be you. Like we don't act any different than we are now than we do off camera. Like it's no like, that's what it's about. Like, you don't need to like have this persona or have this ego. Like, yo, know, just do stuff, ha- do it with your friends, have a fun time. And if, and cause tomorrow you could be the biggest thing, but just like tomorrow, you're the biggest thing. The day after you could be, you could lose all of it. It's, Crazy. it's what you're well, in. How do you keep pushing? Like you've obviously been on like such a high trajectory. How do you keep like pushing the pace and like raising the bar to like, like what's your ultimate goal? And then how do you continue to push and push and push? So we're already like doing like pretty well and like creating a status for yourself and like building that like social audience and everything. But how do you keep push raising that bar and like pushing yourself to the ultimate goal? It's, it's hard because it's like, this is, this is the reality of it. You set a goal, right? A hundred thousand followers. Like, and then you hit it. Yeah. And what do you realistically do when you hit it? You're, you're like, hell yeah, for like two minutes. And you tell your friends in, in that last five minutes. So finding the passion and like, because like, what, how many followers do you have on Instagram right now? Right now, me, I think I'm yeah. like 5.5. So in high school, how many did you have? Like 600. <laughs> yeah. So imagine you hitting 4,000 in high school. That'd be nuts, dude. You'd be like a yeah, celebrity. Like, and to you, 4,000 is like massive. And yeah. you hit, you have 5,000 rep right now, but you, it feels like nothing. True. So it's like, it's one of those things where like, you can't find the passion and the numbers are like, it's cool. And you strive for it, if that makes sense. But you have to be obsessed with like new things and like your videos and your content and the passion drive to motivate it. You're like, like one of the biggest things, it's not like, okay, how, what can get me subscribers? It's like, oh, I saw that like, this person did something kind of like this, like that was so cool to me. Or like, it literally can go from like, it's just in a simpler way. It's pretty much like find passion and like what you're making and the other stuff will come. Like the followers will come. I remember like, I was like, I'm not going to, I'm going to do on YouTube exactly what I want to do. And the followers came because of what I was doing. I didn't have to reach out for them. I didn't strive to go. Like I didn't, you know, you didn't do things you didn't want to do. You didn't say things you didn't want to say. It was like, I'm going to post whatever yeah, and be me. And then that stuff comes with it. And it makes it more, probably more genuine and like related. Yeah. To the ending. And you feel so much better about it. It's like, yeah. if you it's knew that you. It's hard not to play the numbers game too. Cause I even know it's like, even working with Capron, just like seeing his videos and stuff. Like he, he told me right off the bat, like, bro, like, don't, don't trip over the numbers. Like don't trip over the numbers. Cause you can really ride those highs and just be bummed on those lows. Bro, I, I rode the numbers for a good minute. Like I remember when me and like Brit first blew up, we were getting like a million views on stuff and then it dips down, you know, like a couple hundred thousand and you're, and you're like, yo, what am I doing wrong? And it's just like, yeah. YouTube will always have its ups and downs and yeah. you have to go through it. And it's like Taylor Swift made a documentary about it. And it's like, and when you live like a big section of your life based off other people's reaction to your stuff. So like, you know, when you post a picture that, if 10,000 people don't like it, then it was a bad picture. Or if these people didn't comment, or if you get hate or if anything, it's like, and you build your life around that and it sucks because, and that's one of the double-ended swords of like this business is like, like you base a lot of your life off of numbers and like people's approval. And it's hard to not like look past it. And and also the people you surround yourself with are the people that you're going to like, you're going to act like. So if you surround yourself with drugs, people who smoke drugs, like do drugs, like you are going to be like, you're really going to start doing drugs and stuff. If you start yourself, people that are like, yo, these are all millionaires that like, I'm eventually going to be all millionaire because I'm only surrounded by it. And I remember getting into YouTube. I was like, I'm only going to surround myself with the people that are the biggest, the funk bros, Tanner Fox, uh, phase rug, uh, Logan and Jake, like David Dobrik. And I was like, if I only set my goal there, then I'll have, I'll, there's no way I can fail. 
because it's like you have like when you're only around people that are succeeding and giving good energy about things like you're gonna do that and i remember corey and capron like being like don't worry about the numbers don't worry about the numbers so even when i did go down in numbers i didn't it didn't hit as hard as it would have if like i didn't like have that knowledge in the back of my mind and kind of repetitively put in the back of my mind for months and months and months of knowing the boys dude surrounding yourself with those kind of people is so important bro i I had a lot of intrinsic motivation just for my own self creatively before I was here, but being in this house and just being around people who have shared so many values and have that just drive for like super greatness, dude, it's just unfathomable. Like what you can believe in yourself. To see. Exactly. Like the vision like is, it becomes more clear when you're around those kind of people. Yeah. It's, it's so true. Like I think this house is great because it's like everyone here is striving for their passion. And it's like, you're out of place if you're not striving to be the person that you've always wanted to be, that you're striving to go against your passion. You're striving to be successful because like, there's no way you can fail. You know what I mean? Like yeah, when you're exactly. surrounded by that kind of people. Dude, that's so true. That's, that's really the way to go if you want to be successful. Cause it's, it's just going back full circle, like the band, like it's hard to do it on your own. Yeah, and I never would have thought that during the band that I'd be doing this now. I thought that yeah. I was going to be a musician for the rest of my life and tour the world and retire and blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, I don't even think twice about that life that kind of happened. It's like, you're on to the next and you find and and you just be a rapper. <laughs> and now I'm a freaking rapper, bro. I'm dirty. Okay, dirt. I gotta tell him, wait, yeah, I can tell him the first bar, right? Of what? what you said in the song. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Okay. Drew's first bar was the dirtiest bar ever. We were like doing Halloween stuff. He said, "Now my bitch calls me freaky because I only fuck on Fridays." Oh, dude, what a bar, bro! That's a little. I don't know how like no one though. thought of that. It's like we're talking about Halloween. We're talking about crazy stuff, and the first thing I could think was like, "Yo, like that is freaky Friday, bar, bro." Dude. That is so. That's like pulling from the reference and everything, dude. That's the so references, bro, it's like, so it's, much it's, it's the best. It's that relevance that gets people like, oh, I like that song because they kind of like, you, you remember things, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I know Freaky Friday, like. So, so are you just, how, how, do you make, like, I mean, I've only been around for a little bit, but do you make songs just like how you have been, just like, just like starts to come, you start making them or like where, like, do you think you'll yeah, like, it's, make like it starts album one, it's, Yeah, it starts like two ways. It's either like, I'll hear a melody or I'll be stuck over a lyric, you know? Yeah. Nine out of 10 times is when I'm driving. If for some reason, it's always when I'm driving. I get the idea, I get the motivation, and I'll like, record voice memos in my phone. But like, it'll, it can literally start from me hearing like, ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba. And I'm like, yo, that's sick. Like, I, I want to put that down. And then you build the whole track around that one thing. Dang. Dude, that's so cool. Is that how it is for you? Like, how do you get inspiration for, like, YouTube video ideas and stuff? Is it similar? Bro, fucking YouTube video ideas can come from, like, watching a YouTube video and being like, yo, that was cool. How can I put my twist on it? So, like, yo, it'd be funny if I did this. Or, it'd be, like, how do we take, like, our group and do something that everyone wants to see? Like, YouTube video ideas come from everywhere. They come from Twitter. They come from Instagram. They come from ideas that you thought of 10 years ago, stuff you did when you were a kid. Like, YouTube is, like, a dangerous game, too, because – one, everybody wants to copy. Like, if something goes viral, everyone wants to copy that. So it's like, how do you sustain in like that trending area, but make it different? Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, the YouTube stuff's hard because it, it, coming up with ideas, it's like your mind would just develop it. Like we're probably before you came into this. If I was like, Yo, Bobby, give me ten ideas right now, it'd probably be like, Yo, I, I don't know. I want an idea. Like. I can maybe give you one or two where now being around it and your mindset changes being around people that give ideas, which yeah. is, this is how mine turned into like an idea generator was like, I remember the first time I showed up to, to do a collab for uh, musically and Billy did a, uh, he came up with three ideas on the top of his head. And I was like, how the fuck did you do that? Like it would have taken me months to come up with ideas. And now it's like, you can walk into my room right now and be like, yo, give me 10 ideas that we can do about with this bar of soap and this hill. I'm like, bro, we're strapping that shit to the bottom <laughs> of your shoes and we're going down it. Like you'll start, your mind just changes. So it's like, you're, you're always thinking of everything as ideas. Like I, I could look at this cup, right? And I'm like, damn, this is filled with water. That would suck if that fell over. I'm going to fill a hundred of these up and put it in someone's room and hope they don't fucking knock one over. Like that's kind of, your mind will start to 
Yeah. But how do you find find the balance between fulfilling yourself creatively, like with a bit or a certain video and like staying with the trends? Because it's like, I feel like some people like, I I don't know if it's like, it's not really like selling out because obviously it's like the nature of the beast. Like you want to capitalize on like trends and stuff. But like, do you have, do you feel like you have to compromise your art sometimes in order to Absolutely. Don't everyone, everyone work. does don't think about your thing as a business, right? It's got to be successful. You got to do what works. But like, how do you find that balance between like compromising what you really want to do and like just doing things that will get views? You have to, it's not compromise, but just make it your own. So like one of my favorite things is like, I love these crazy cinematic, like comedy bits, right? Dude, those are so good. <laughs> but say the biggest thing in the biggest trend right now is the egg challenge, right? Where there's an egg under a cup and everyone hits their hand on it, and then you pull it up, and hopefully they smash their hand on it. Mm. So I do my crazy cinematic bit, right? Yeah. And like um, me, I'm getting pulled by like something on the Jeep, and like Corey's riding on his dirt bike, and it's all this cinematic stuff, and it swells into this very funny... It's like a comedic relief, right? But people understand it because they've, they've seen it. So it's like you're, you're giving like... Uh, like, I don't know if I could say... Like, you're giving like what they know but in a funny way. Yeah. And it's like, it's like a race. Like who can, who can take this thing that everybody's interested in? Who can make the best shit out of it? Yeah. And you do it your own. Like, you know, if Danny Duncan did it, he would do it in his own way. You know, if Logan Paul did it, he would do it in his own way. If David Dobrik do it, he'd probably fucking buy a Tesla and then do it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, that is so funny. Dude, it's crazy how he's just always buying Teslas and stuff like that. Bro, I'm like, I I know David. I've met David a lot. And I'm just like, I'm like, bro, like, he gets, like, the fattest deals to just get Teslas all the time. I'm just like, yo. There was there was one time. So we used to do the David Bitches stuff. It was me, Corey, Billy, and Danny. We were, like, the original David's Bitches in his vlog. And I remember one time we tried to convince David to, like, buy all the, like, the David Bitches cars. <laughs> Didn't go for it. But it was a cool uh, one. close, bro. <laughs> bro, what's it like hanging out with David Dobrik? Do you just – obviously, like, you probably freaked out, right, when you first met him? Oh, dude, the first time I met him, I was like – I was like, what? And then the first time I met him, he was like, yo, you want to be in the vlog? And I was like, yeah. Like, we, we like we showed up, we were in his vlog, and I remember, like, all my friends texting me. But Dobrik is, like, dude, he's just a normal-ass fucking dude. He's, no, he's, like, he doesn't care if you're famous or you're not famous. He's, like, he's a genuine guy. He still edits on iMovie. Like, really? all, his entire vlogs are done on iMovie. Wow. He edits them himself? Yeah, he edits them himself. He has somebody else. His name's Joe. Who, like, when I was there, he helped him, like, so if he got, like, a 10-minute clip, he'll cut it down to, like, three minutes, and then he'll give it to David, and David will kind of mess around with, like, what I like the best from it, which is exactly what I do with Gunner and what I did with yeah, Nick for exactly. a long time, but Dobrik, for the most part, does his own vlogs, and he'll, like, ask his friends, like, yo, what song, like, this was the coolest thing, I remember, he was doing one of his vlogs, and he's like, yo, what's that song that's, like, like, a powerful song here that would be so good, and they were, like, Dancing Queen, and then he, it's, like, it was, like, yo, like, and Dobrik's known for Dancing Queen now. Like, yeah. Wow. And that, that just was like a spontaneous spark that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I, I respect Dobrik a lot. That's super cool. Um, what's it like? So you, YouTube is definitely a passion. It was like a love. How, how do you feel like about like TikTok and stuff like that? Is it like something that like fulfills you like a lot like creatively or is it just something that kind of like helps you boost like your love for YouTube? It's both. Like, I like TikTok because it's like, it was the first thing I was wondering ever... about that. Like, like TikTok is like a passion for people. It's like something that just do to like, kind of like advertise themselves. It depends. Like some people do it strictly as a job. Some people like love what they do. It's like a mixture for me. Like there's some things where I'm like, oh, I, I can turn the, like this YouTube video into a TikTok. But then there's times where I go out of my way and I'm like, yo, this would be so cool for a TikTok. Like, for example, like, and, it, and then it will translate to other platforms. Like, I was, like, obsessed with this idea of, like, everyone running across the tumble track and doing a flip and, like, trying to get hit by dodgeballs. I was, like, that's something that, like, if I was in high school and the floor was replaced with a trampoline and, and we were playing dodgeball in gym class and, like, that's what I would want. And I posted it on TikTok. It went viral on TikTok. And then I posted it on Instagram. I got a million views on Instagram. Like, it, it's, like, it's, like, it's, it's literally a 50-50 game. Because it's like, you'll either, like, be obsessed with it and want to go out of your way, or you're just like, oh, this is a good, like, segue into another platform. That's cool. And there's so many different streams of, like, revenue and entertainment within it. It's, it's like, so fascinating about the whole thing. Yeah. 
There's a, there's a lot of money in TikTok. Like I recommend anybody who's watching this right now to start making TikToks because TikTok is the only platform in the entire world besides like better than YouTube, better than Instagram, better than Facebook, where you can go viral overnight. You can post a video that can just catch wind and you can be like viral. Like uh, I really recommend everybody in this chat right now, if you don't have a TikTok, to make one and start posting every single day. Bro, you never know. You could be like the dude with the cranberry juice. That guy. Literally, that motherfucker literally just like posted a video with him drinking cranberry juice, and now he gets like a free truck and sponsored by Fashion Nova, thousands of dollars every. Like it's. Dude, it's so crazy. Bro, it's awesome, dude. Uh, I've been asking a lot of people this question. Tell me about one of your, uh, what, like where, like where am I moments? Like I've heard you like talk say that with Billy a couple times. Oh, bro. We've had so many moments where we're just like, bro, where are we? Because yeah, like, are we? it's like a reality check. That's like what the where are we moments are. It's yeah. it's literally like a re like if like one of the moments where like it started when we were with Why Don't We because like Why Don't We was the biggest band of the time, like boy band that we, like before Corona hit, where, where they were just like humongous. They were like known by everybody, and. um I remember, like, we were just sitting on top of the roof and, like, just running around with the guys of Why Don't We There. And I remember me and Billy looking at each other like, bro, where are we? Because it's, like, it's like if, if, like, tomorrow you saw yourself, like, in a Lamborghini with, like, Snoop Dogg next to you or Jason Derulo or, like, Jennifer Lopez. And you're just, like, looking over and you just look back at yourself and you're like, where am I? Like, bro, it's, like, a reality so check. weird, like just like being a kid and just like growing up and like seeing stuff and then just like being in it like it's so insane like to be able to like live through stuff that you see would see on tv or things yep. that you think they were like unfathomably out of reality exactly so crazy dude bro this is a good conversation bro, this is cool i've never I'm done something like I'm this i'm done with the drink already no we i'm like i've been trying to save it i have just a tiny bit left I hopped in. Drew was making a song. I was like, I gotta let to help those creative juices flow. Hell yeah, man! Yo, this so, was incredible. I dude, recommend. Yeah, we're getting the countdown right now, but yeah, dude, uh, dude, thanks for having. Me. We gotta do another episode because oh I'm yeah, stop for like this is hours. so fun. Yo, yeah, if anybody's in the chat right now, they don't follow Bobby. What the fuck are you doing? Like, Bobby is a freaking legend. Go follow Bob. Like, come on. True, you're an inspiration to me, bro. I'm so glad we've become friends. It's been a really good night. This is, dude, I love doing these. It's so fun. Like, it feels so natural. It goes by so fast. It's just like a great I forgot way. you were downstairs. Like, that's how, like, into Dude, this I forget am. that we're even live streaming. I feel like we're just talking on FaceTime. Right? I know. I feel like we're on FaceTime. Like, hey, Bob, like, what's up? Dude, so cool. All right, bro. Thank you so much, Drew. I appreciate you. I'm going to end it with a high. And a road, buddy. Hey, let's go. All right, dude. I will see you in about five seconds. Cheers, Bob. We'll see you in 10. All right, dude. Thank you so much. Take care. You guys. I think that – don't tell anyone else I said this. I hope Casey's not watching. I hope Billy's not watching. I hope Capron's not watching. I hope Drage isn't watching. Actually, I hope they are because I love them and I know that they like to watch. But, man, that might have been the best episode we've ever done. Drew coming in like – woo. Wow, Drew has lived an amazing life, and I hope that this gives a little insight to some of the cool things you guys are wondering about him, about, I got to talk about myself a little bit more, maybe I should, you know, sprinkle in some more facts, but I, 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 I'm just trying to share with you guys the most interesting people that I meet every single day, like, my life is crazy, like, I'm working for the Funk Bros, I'm doing crazy stuff, I get to meet people like Drew, and I get, he helps introduce me to other people. So that's going to be the premise of this show. I'm going to just talk to some of the most interesting people who have the craziest lives. And we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be so much fun. What an episode. Thank you so much, Drew, for coming on. I hope you guys like the jokes. I hope you guys like Drew. I'm probably going to develop some more stand-up in the beginning. Usually I start to go pretty fast after, um, right after the start. Because I want to get into the interview. The interviews are just so much fun. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys for coming on. Well, we're going over to 60. It gave me the countdown. Can you go over 60 minutes now on Instagram Live? Oh, that's a game changer, you guys. So, everybody, we have some cool people coming in pretty soon. So, stay tuned. Uh, we're going every Sunday, you guys. And I'm Bobby Ork. Make sure you always keep it real for Bobby for real. We're signing off. Have a wonderful night. Love you all.
remember to always, I don't even know what I'm going to say. <laughs> See you guys.